Welcome back to Just One Question. And full disclosure, I'm gonna ask my guest two questions, but the first one's easy. This is uh, on the other side of the screen, John J.J. French, he's the founder, guitar player, manager for Twisted Sister. And if you don't know who that is, you haven't been alive in the last generation. Um, and he's the author of the really interesting book, Twisted Business, based on his experience of those tumultuous years, let's say, and the business insights he pulled from that. He is a motivational speaker today, and he does a podcast called The French Connection. And if that isn't enough to make you tired, I don't know what is. JJ, how are you doing? Oh, man. Uh, uh, great, Nick. Thanks. And I'm also a prostate cancer survivor. Um, wow! And uh, I just did a I just did a fundraiser for for that cause uh, that happened almost five years ago. Mm. So uh, you know, every day I wake up and I don't have cancer, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. So yeah. I'm good. Thanks. Fantastic. Glad to hear that. Hang in there. Hang in there and stay stay healthy. Uh, so, what are you excited about these days besides being cancer free? You know, I think. Um, I think COVID created uh, a lot of challenges and interesting scenarios that nobody could have predicted. And uh, I, for one, have been dealing with um, challenges all my life because I'm in the entertainment business. And, you know, that's a what have you done for me lately business. You can't ever rest on your laurels because I remember one day uh, when Stay Hungry was a double platinum record and the guy who was interviewing me said, Oh, that's great. So when's your next record coming out? I'm going, Can you know, can you give me like five minutes? <laughs> to appreciate the fact that we went double platinum. You know, this was, you know, 35 years ago. I mean, my God, you know, so, you know, when you're in the entertainment business and you're a survivor in the entertainment business and you're a manager and you have some semblance of reality, uh, you know, you know that it's a matter of reinventing yourself over and over again. I know it's a cliche, but, you know, the fact is that Twisted Sister was turned down more times in a bedsheet in a whorehouse. And mm. we've come back more times than Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers, you know. <laughs> so you're constantly getting beaten. You're constantly coming back. You're constantly getting beaten. You're constantly. So it's never as bad as it is when it's bad. It's never as great as it is when it's great. Mm. Uh, can you kind of stabilize your head and make decisions when things are falling apart? Uh, COVID was a falling apart moment for many, many people. In our particular case, it, it 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 enhanced us because we're music and we're creative. And so the music uh, licensing went up uh, exponentially. So we're very fortunate. But no one could have predicted that either. I think when COVID first hit, and, we were, and by the way, sadly, one of the first victims who died in New York City was one of my high school friends who oh, died in March of 2020. Hmm. And she simply was feeling sick, lived across the street from a hospital. She had asthma as a, as a co, uh, co, uh, what is it? Um, comorbidity. Comorbidity. Yeah. comorbidity. Um, and she went into the hospital, which was directly across the street from her house. Mm. And 11 days later, she died mm. of COVID. And she was the first. So when that initially happened, everyone's freaking out. Yeah. Everything gets shut down. New York is a ghost town, which some, looks something out of a zombie apocalypse. I walked, I remember w telling my wife, I'm going to walk over to Central Park. I stood in the middle of the Great Lawn. There was nobody there in a city of 8 million people. I didn't see a soul in Central Park. Very scary. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how that was going to be. So you have to kind of take stock of where you're at and make uh, appropriate changes to do what you have to do. And so, you know, that's what I did. And that's what I've always done with Twisted Sister, which is why the book is basically a um, 
It's a biz war. It's a business book and a memoir in which I discuss the twisted method of reinvention. These are tools that I teach in my motivational speaking uh, uh, for for people to understand. And by the way, this applies to any business. It's not a music business answer. It's Understood. a business answer that, yeah. that not only applies to business. I've had people tell me it applies to life. Mm-hmm. You take the seven letters of twisted, T-W-I-S-T-E-D, and I turned it into a t- teaching method, tenacity, wisdom, inspiration, stability, trust, excellence, and discipline, those seven letters. When I am asked what's the most important letter of the seven, you know, if I had to pick one, right, I would have to say tenacity is probably it because without it, nothing else comes. If you don't have the ability to survive through hell, you won't survive through hell. So without tenacity being part of your gut, you know, and and let's face it, Nick, you know, entrepreneurs are very interesting people as a species. My brother's not an entrepreneur. He was a school teacher. He didn't want to be an entrepreneur. He wanted a civil service job and he wanted Mm -hmm. to get paid and he wanted to get a a pension. And he did all that. And the world needs that. The Mm -hmm. world needs all that. The world needs people like us, you know. And why do you become an entrepreneur? I mean, for you you basically become an entrepreneur for two reasons. One is you want to bring the world something they've never seen before, and you're willing to risk everything in your life to show it to the world. Mm -hmm. Or you want to improve an existing model that you think needs improving, and you're willing to risk everything that you have in life to get there. Those are the two reasons why you become an entrepreneur. In my case, I, I created a rock band. Well, there was a million rock bands before Twisted Sister, but I wanted to make an improvement on a particular existing rock band, which mm-hmm. was the Dolls at the time, who uh, were terrible, uh, <laughs> but, they look, but they look great. And I, you know, I, I get a lot of flack on that one, mm-hmm. Nick, because everyone, there's a lot of rock revisionists who want to talk about how important they were. And I will argue that to the death and say they weren't important. They sucked. They couldn't play, and if they didn't dress up like women, no one would have paid the least bit of attention to them because they were so bad. But they did have a thing. Their image was incredible. Yeah, it was magnetized. It was it was it was it was, it was magnetic, yeah. and I saw it and wanted to. I said, "Man, if you could play, and you look like that, whoa!" And that's why Twisted Sister was created. And what's the end result? Here we are. Uh, 50 years later, uh, the Dolls have sold probably 100,000 albums. I've sold 35 million. Yeah. Okay, so obviously I didn't make a mistake. Whether you like my band, you don't like my band, you cannot take away my 35 million record sales. You cannot take away my 37 gold and platinum records. You cannot take away the 9,200 shows. You cannot take away headlining in 40 countries. You can hate me all you want. You can't take that away from me, which means that I kind of gambled and made the right changes along the line. Because remember now, we're going to be 50 years old as a band. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I remember a story, you uh, well, an uh, experience you were telling me about uh, when we first met, which was um, you were doing a lot of gigs in uh, former communist countries in Eastern Europe. And it took me a minute to figure out, and you explained why that was the case. But these these folks who were now in charge of former Soviet uh, countries had been the rebels back in the day against the Soviet Empire. They were the ones who listed to Twisted Sister. They you inspired them, and then when the time came, they could hire you to come in and and play a forty thousand seat stadium. What an incredible story! You couldn't make that up. You know, you couldn't make that up. No, and let's take absurdity even you know further. Well, first of all, tragically. Because of the Ukrainian war, the Ukrainian freedom fighters are using, we're not going to take it as their battle cry, which is 
incredibly awesome for us because the song is probably the number one protest song in the world as it has developed. But, um, you know, we we did a tour for the USO. Mm-hmm. Twisted Sister performed in Korea. And and we and all these generals, you know, they 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 wanted Twisted Sister to come to the bases, right? Mm-hmm. Now let's put this in perspective. In 1986, they dragged my lead singer down to Washington and accused us of being the worst thing that ever happened to America. <laughs> yeah. You know, the most subversive, <laughs> disgusting, despicable band. They wrote they wrote laws down south in Texas called anti-rock laws to keep us out of cities. These laws <laughs> said that if you performed sex with animals, dead people, or children on stage, you couldn't play there. Well. I don't know about you, Nick. I don't know any band that does that. Okay, right. <laughs> you were you were the end times, my friend. Yeah, At least we what the, they saw coming. <laughs> we were the end times, and of course, nobody canceled us because they, the promoters would go, "Okay, well, they don't do any of those things, so we're not canceling." So we were, we were harassed and arrested and blah 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 blah. And here we are in in 2003. Now we are the guests of the United States government, <laughs> and we got these five star generals fighting over which one which base we're going to play at. I want them. No, I'm. You're a two star general. I want them. I'm a three star general. And you know, you got to sit there and you got to just, you know, you if you're if you live long enough, this is some crazy shit. I mean, it's. I just sat there and and all these generals can't wait to do the photo op with us. Right. You know, I'm with JJ. I'm with D. Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're finally relevant to their kids. <laughs> you know, like forty years ago, like throw them in jail. Then. <laughs> Now, now we're a defense mechanism in the United <laughs> States government. It comes back to that T. It's tenacity, um, and uh, you you have it in spades. So, uh, uh, congratulations. So, uh, I can't resist one more question. Uh, what's your take on the, on the post pandemic era? Is this going to come back like a new renaissance? Uh, uh, what's your what's your take on it? I won't hold well, you to it. I'm just curious. What's your gut telling you right now? Well, I think people want to know if rock is dead. First of all, I mean, if you want to talk about the music industry, for example, sure. how that's going to come back or react to it, we used to look at music as being the bellwether for life, and I don't see that to be the case anymore. Mm-hmm. I think people are too wrapped up in their phones and the Game of Thrones, you know, uh, what is mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, the drag, you know, House of House Dragon, of Dragon yeah. the other stuff, and and music is no longer serving as the soundtrack and the guidepost. So back in my, uh, back in the sixties, yeah. when you went to Woodstock. And you had 400,000 people in the field and everybody screamed, we hate the war. You had 400,000 people screaming, we hate the war. Guarantee these days, if you did that, half the people would say, we hate the war. Half the people would say they love the war. Uh, so we've seen that splinter. And unfortunately, no one speaks in a, in a single voice. And that's unfortunate. Um, I, am, I would like to remain positive. I love the United States. Mm. Um, I'm concerned about our democracy. Um, mm-hmm. as everyone should be. But, you know, again, there's that's a divisive statement. Someone's going to say, well, what's wrong with our democracy, man? We need guys like, I, I don't even want to mention his name. It's a five-letter dirty word. I'm not going to mention it, but I'm just saying. He who so shall long, not be named, yes. <laughs> so, so long as it sits there, yeah. it kind of sucks oxygen out of the room, and it kind of prevents you from feeling wholesale great about things. But I'd like to think that our, our republic survives. We've survived worse. I mean, look, I'm a child of the 60s. I remember when cities were burning in 68. I remember the Jim Crow era. You know, I I remember this. I mean, the fact that we have this dystopian concept that women should be jailed for having an abortion, and it's almost like uh, Handmaid's Tale is coming back, is a little scary. Uh, So I just, so what I tell people, if someone wants to engage me in a debate, 
about this stuff because I'm very opinionated about it. Mm. Here's my answer to those people who want to engage me in a debate who who represent the other side. Mm. I say to them, okay, I'll tell you what. Um, You spend a week watching MSNBC and CNN, and I'll spend a week watching Fox, and we'll have a discussion. But but, the truth is I read, I watch Fox, Mm. I read conservative newspapers and listen to conservative talk show hosts all day long. So I understand what the other side is. And if I had to debate and take the other side, I could because that's how informed I am. I said, until you're prepared to do that for me, until you know enough of my side, you don't, I will not give you the honor of a debate because you are not smart enough to debate. Yeah, that's really interesting because one of the real problems in this, in the current political state, uh, which I've been talking about and writing about for the last X number of years, is that the two sides don't listen to each other. They create straw men, uh, fantasy uh, sort of images of what the other side is, but they don't really understand what's uh, what's motivating um, on either side. And as a result, we're just uh, we're just blowing. Uh, we're talking past each other. Past each other. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It's so not, I, uh, I there's it, no. You, you used to be able to have a conversation between the two sides. They weren't as far apart as they are now, but still, you could have a conversation. You could debate some topics on the merits. Uh, taxes, you know, various forms of government. You could debate that, but you can't anymore. It's not a debate. It's just slinging words back and forth. So, yeah, it's a uh, good for you for listening to or taking, making the effort to do both, get both sides. That's uh, that's unusual. So, and when I've challenged people that way, you know what they say to me? They went, "You're right. I don't know your side." And I say, yeah. "Okay, so when you know my side, we'll talk." You yeah. know, that way, I'm not telling him you're an idiot. I think you're stupid, and I don't agree. What I'm saying is, is that until you can make a case for me, like I can make a case for you, you don't, you're not, my time is too valuable to spend talking past you, which I don't want to. Look, I mean, I, I love my podcast, which is JJ French Connection. I love my book, which is Twisted Business, and I promote the hell out of that. Twisted Sisters entering its 50th, its sixth decade next year. Uh, we're celebrating. That's uh, amazing. Of anniversary, we're having um, uh, anniversary albums coming out on vinyl because vinyl is back. No one ever thought that was going to happen. Let's talk about turning back the clock. Yeah, right. Vinyl, vinyl is back in a big way. So I'm promoting all these other things, and I and I have a daughter, and I worry about my grandchildren mm. and their future and all this stuff. But uh, I am bullish because the day I'm no longer bullish is the day I no longer live. So I am uh, always trying to reinvent. Yeah, myself. wonderful. T is for tenacity and twisted sister. So, uh, JJ French, thank you so much. It's great to see you. Uh, great to see you looking, looking strong. Uh, keep that, keep that attitude. And uh, I'm really sorry that rock and roll isn't the, the uh, force for change that it used to be. But um, it's still important in a lot of people's lives. So. Yeah, uh, maybe my follow-up book will be called Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, good JJ luck. JJ French, everybody. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs>